All right, girlfriend. So we need to talk about something. It's something that has caused me so much havoc and pain and frustration and anger. And clearly I have so much emotion around this topic. And this topic is skin. Holy camoly. If you have been following along, you may have seen me talk about on my Instagram stories or even on my feed about my face, my skin, and the frustration that I have had over the many, 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 many years with my acne. Now, I have literally been to so many doctors. I have been to skin doctors. I've been to health doctors. I have been to so many professionals. And all I tell them is fix my skin. Fix my freaking skin. I'm tired of having acne. I'm tired of having shitty skin. I just want beautiful skin. That's all I want. I have been on antibiotics. I have been on hormone pills. I have been on no pills. I have been on anything and not on everything and eating clean and not eating clean and just and then emotionally going through this roller coaster of like I give up. I'm going to have acne for the rest of my life. I hate this. So over the many years of just total frustration and anger, I've learned a couple things. Your diet is number one, obviously. Um, Drinking plenty of water is number one. Number two, cutting out all the sugar. That was a huge one for me. And we can actually get into a whole nother podcast episode. I was really... um, filling a hole inside of me, um, some sadness that I had. I was eating sugar to fill that hole. Maybe some of you can uh, really relate with me here. I'm just being very vulnerable and very honest. Um, So once I really understood that I was doing that, I did a wonderful EFT tapping session on myself. And now my sugar cravings have like basically gone out the door because I emotionally cleared that aspect of myself, which again, we can get into a brand new podcast episode about that, but that's that's not what this is about. Cutting out sugar, drinking plenty of water, cutting out dairy. That is a huge one, my loves. If you are having acne, if you are having some weird bumpy skin or not pretty skin, you got to cut out the dairy. And I know it's going to be really hard. And I know you may have not tried that before because everybody who I talk to about cutting out dairy, they're like, I've never tried that. I don't think I can do it. Girlfriend, I'm telling you, if you want beautiful skin, you got to try it for a month. Cut out dairy you're going to notice a huge difference. Your body's going to be less in, less inflamed and your skin is going to be so much clearer. Now you have to look on your food ingredients. There's so many products out there that have milk in it. Just look at the ingredients on the back. Make sure there's no milk. So water, no sugar, no dairy. And the third, three, the third thing is skincare. So I'm pouring a lot of love into this little message because I have cried so many evenings over my skin. I have literally had shaming days where I just tell myself in the mirror that I'm not pretty and that I'm not worthy because my skin looks horrible and even feeling self-conscious to look people in the eye because my skin was so bad. That is how emotionally intense this has been for me and I told myself as soon as I find a way to fix this and heal this, I'm going to talk to so many women about this because I know I'm not the only one who has gone through this. So skincare is huge and I know you're probably rolling your eyes like duh of course but from a girl who has seen 
countless amount of doctors who has tried countless amount of diets and different ways about going eating and different skincare products, I have found one amazing organic product that I will never stop using. I'm not kidding you. I will never stop using this product. I have used it for months now. My skin feels so hydrated, so dewy, so clear, so beautiful. This product is called Aver Aglow, A-V-E-R-R-A-G-L-O-W, Aver Aglow. It is a completely 100% organic and natural line made with beautiful plants that come from the earth, that come from God, universe, source, love, and light, not from man-made synthetic products. These are products that were sourced from the ground, that are sourced from the planet, that are sourced from the earth that we walk on. And no wonder why my skin feels and looks so amazing when I use this product. Now, Again, I'm sharing this product with you because I have had so much emotional turmoil when it comes to skin. So now that I found something that has literally brought me so much joy and I've incorporated my other aspects, like I said, drinking water, cutting out dairy, cutting out sugar, and also I forgot to mention relaxing, meditating, reducing the stress. That's a big one. Um, And incorporating a Veraglow. There is no product, even these really expensive products that I would get from my other doctors. They just, they don't, they don't cut it because they're not organic. They're not natural. They don't come from the earth. I'm sorry, but I just truly believe that God has given us every product that we would ever need to be healthy. And just to find a skincare line that meets all of my needs, that is 100% organic is just like the best thing ever. So anyways, I'm sharing this whole line with you. They have this clarifying hydrating dew that is like it smells like roses and this nectar, this radiate, radiating nectar that you put all over your face that kind of draws out all of the gunk inside of your skin. And then they have this amazing like toner. It's like this weird black color, but it feels so soothing. And then the flawless nourishment cream is like literally the dewiest cream and prettiest pink color you'll ever see. Like my skin feels like a baby's bottom. It's so crazy. And then at night I use this like elixir, um, kind of like clay mask every single evening. I'm not kidding you. I wake up in my skin. I feel like I am 10 years old, like, or I feel like a baby with my skin. So, um, I had to just hop on here. I know that there has to be one person that's going to benefit from using these little mini tips and incorporating a Vera glow into your lifestyle. I'm telling you, um, I have a link for you and in the link you'll receive $20 off your purchase, which I think is amazing. And when you go on their site, you can read there's hundreds of reviews, hundreds of pictures, before and after pictures of these women sharing their real testimonials. Um, I just am blown away with this product. So if you head over to sashadanielle.co slash averaglow, A-V-E-R-R-A-G-L-O-W, I'm going to be giving you a unique code. You'll receive $20 off of your purchase. Um, if you actually scroll down below this podcast episode, I'll leave a link there for you so you can just click it and head over there. Um, 
sashadanielle.co slash averaglow and my love it's worth giving it a try it's literally worth trying once and the worst thing that happens is that it didn't work for you but it has to work for you because it comes from the earth it comes from the beautiful ground that God has gifted us so anyways I'm done blabbing about this amazing product but I clearly have a lot of emotion around skin and my own experience so if you have any questions about skin feel free to send me an Instagram message over at Danielle. I'd love to talk with you one-on-one about your skin because your skin is, it's what you look at when you look in the mirror. It's what people look at. It's, its you know, the quality of your skin, I feel like it equals the amount of confidence that you have rolling up to a party or, you know, booking a client or, you know, showing up on Instagram or showing up on your Instagram stories, like your skin, it just means so much. It's, it's the package that your beautiful soul sits in. And the most loving and beautiful thing that you could do for yourself is gift yourself the gift of beautiful, clear, glowy, vibrant skin. I'm done blabbing. I had to just share this with you girls. Again, that's sashadanielle.co slash averaglow. Scroll down below. You'll have the link there. Get $20 off your own um, first order. And that's it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey beauty, I'm so excited for you to listen to this brand new episode. Now, this episode was an Instagram live with my beautiful friend, Sarah. Now, Sarah is really talented when it comes to many things. She's a wonderful makeup artist, an incredible and talented uh, creative, and specifically, she has a lot of knowledge around astrology. Now, if you've been following along for a while, you will have heard me talk a lot about human design and how to really know, you know, which energy, which of the five energy types you are and how to really utilize your energy to best manifest with the world manifest, you know, how to best manifest with the universe. And what I really loved about this episode with Sarah was that she brought in a whole new realm of knowledge when it comes to, you know, owning your own energy type. So with her knowledge, she brought into this episode, um, the knowledge of astrology. And I thought this was so beyond helpful because, Sarah and I both are human design projectors, but we both are different signs in astrology. And we actually talk in this episode about how, even though we are both projectors, how different we are with our personalities and our light and our shadow selves. So, you know, if you are slightly interested in human design, if you're slightly interested in manifestation, if you're slightly interested in really owning your unique energy and personality and aspects of yourself to manifest in a wild and beautiful and incredible way, then this episode is going to be so like eye-opening for you. I walked away just feeling so much better about who I am and all of the qualities that I carry. And I really... Um, invite you to feel the same way, truly, to just own who you are and know that all the beautiful parts of you were divinely gifted to you for so many beautiful reasons. So I really am excited for you to listen to this episode, take notes, soak it all in, and let's start this. Gorgeous ladies, I want to introduce you to my beautiful friend, Sarah. She is an amazing makeup artist. She's a creative 
And she is totally into all of the tools that really empower us to be a manifestation queen or to, you know, remember that we are custom creations. We are created from the divine, that we are so uniquely special. And um, Sarah and I were talking a bit back and forth and she was kind of like, you know, I should do your, your astrology reading. And I said, that would be freaking amazing because I've never had my astrology reading before. Um, so we were going to go on a podcast episode. My Zoom wasn't working for some reason. So here we are on live. And I think that it's going to serve somebody. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and bringing all your good, your good vibes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So hi, everybody. Um, my name is Sarah. Um, I live in Pittsburgh. I live in like the friendship area. And I am a makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist professionally for three years. Um, but also fun fact, I have been studying astrology, tarot, a variety of spiritual resources since I was like a child. I you know, I credit my parents for, you know, you know, not caring and just being like, you do you go to Barnes and Noble, get some cards, play with it, whatever you want to do. And that was how I got introduced to a lot of those tools. And it just felt like a calling to me. Like I, I can't even explain it. Just it's a language that I speak very well. And it's a language I've always really enjoyed. So and I love to always share you know, bits of wisdom where I can, you know, help people with like tarot readings or help people with like birth charts. And it's just it's a really good like birth charts in general, are just a really good spiritual tool for understanding yourself a lot better and feeling a lot more affirmed in who you are. Because I think there's a lot to, you know, the world that sometimes doesn't make us feel affirmed. And I love that astrology and human design, they're very interlinked, like how they affirm us as like people's like, yeah, you are a beautiful soul. You're here with a purpose. You got, you know, you have a vision, own it, do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so there's so much that I have to say when it comes to all of these gorgeous girls, like utilizing their own charts and really learning how to like learn more about their custom, right? The, the beautiful customness of their, their beings. But I want to know a little bit more about your process. Like when did you specifically start really like learning how to read astrology? Like, can you, can you let us in on a little bit more of that? Like, how yeah, did your journey, sure. like, lead you to that? So I got my first, so I was actually introduced to this whole set of tools through tarot first, because I got my first set of tarot cards when I was about, like, eight years old, or some eight or nine years old. I went to Barnes & Noble, and they had it in, like, the clearance section, a tarot card set, and I got it. And that was when I started learning that. And then as far as, like, astrology goes, um, there was this website. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if it's still around, but it was like spelled G-U-R-L.com. And that was one of my first introductions to astrology when I was about 10. And I just started studying like the the signs. The signs are really the first, I think, the segue into it because a lot of people go with like horoscopes, right? Horoscopes are really just a small snapshot based on your sun sign, which almost everybody knows because the sun sign is the thing that travels you know, through the, through the wheel every, you know, 28 to 30 days. And that's the one that everybody knows. It's like, oh, what's your sign? You know, I'm an Aries, that's my sun sign. You're a Leo, that's your sun sign. Um, and then through that, you learn a little bit about planets and their roles in your chart as well, because there's really, um, I'd say three major pieces that are really good to learn, which are planets, signs, and houses. And we can get into that more, but just as far as like how I learned was starting with the signs, then worked into the planets, 
and started going to the houses. And this was like an, like a consistent, like studying process from since I was a kid and I'm almost like 30, I'm going to be 30 in a few weeks. But, um, I just, again, it's, you know, when you vibe with someone, it's just, I vibe and it's just who I am and it's the language I speak. And I just, I can like immediately see things for like what they are. I've been studying more transits lately and understanding how current planetary positions affect a person individually, because that is a thing. Um, and that's, yeah, that's been my process. I read a lot. Like there's actually a few books that I recommend if people are like, Oh my God, I want to read. Um, there's star power by Vanessa Montgomery. There's the only astrology book you'll ever need. And then there is, I have it here, the stars within you. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm a nerd. I collect all the books, all the readings constantly in, involved in it. So that's how I learned. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> There's so much I want to say. Okay, where do I okay, start? Okay. <laughs> so, okay, what I really want to do, because you are like a pro when it comes to astrology, you're talking sun signs, you're talking like, <laughs> you're saying these terms that like I have never heard before. And mm. the thing is, is that there may be some gorgeous babes who are either listening on the podcast or they're here on Instagram and they, be, they may be like, I don't know what this means. Okay, yeah. I really want to affirm and let all of the gorgeous community who's listening know that this isn't about like how like jargon can we get, like how yeah. technical can we get. This episode is really dedicated to remind all of us how uniquely created we are. Um, never in a million years did I ever think that I would be a human design expert or somebody who would be learning human design. Personally, I feel like if I would have told myself that five years ago, I, I wouldn't believe myself. The only reason why I've chosen to bring in human design into my practice and maybe um, why I'm really feeling the call to share this astrology reading with my community is because these basic principles, these tools can really help you, just like you said, Sarah, um, own who you really are um, and feel confident with maybe those parts of you that you have maybe felt a little unsure of, right? So like for instance, in human design, I specifically learned for myself that, you know, and you too, that you, you and I are both projectors. And maybe, like, I don't know how you feel, but, like, before I learned that I was a projector, all of those insecurities that projectors have, I was, like, full-blown amplifying them because we are, we only make 17% of the world, right? So to learn that we are projectors and that we live a very different, unique way and that our path is going to be very different than the rest of the world, like, once you and I learned that, it gave us the permission to just be, like fuck yeah, like, we're going to do this, like, I, I've always known in my heart that I was never supposed to be like everyone else, like, I, or, I already always knew this, so, like, being able to tap into, whether it's human design, whether it's astrology, whether it's, you know, using a fun deck of cards, or whatever tool you decide to use, it's not about, and I'm going to be very um, uh, loud about this, it's not about giving your power away to these things. So it's not about let's pull a card and let's see what this card is going to forecast for my life. That's not what this is about. It's not about 
you know, Sarah coming to us and sharing her amazing wisdom about astrology and reading a, my, a part of my chart. It's not about, you know, me giving my power away to this chart or for any of anybody who does reach out to Sarah or anybody who gets an astrology reading or a human design reading or anything. It's not about, you know, let's give our power away to this thing. And it says that my life should be this way, or it says that I'm only supposed to, you know, talk like this or act like this or connect with these people. No, if you're utilizing that tool. And again, I'm very loud about this because I see that there are some people who really give their power away to these tools when mm -hmm. that is not how it's supposed to work. These tools are really here to help us utilize our parts of our life that like amplify the parts of our life that feel good. We are the only ones who can decide what choices we're going to make. I truly believe Sarah, and you, you tell me if you believe this, that, yeah. you know, regardless of what my um, chart says, I think that it's just empowering me to make choices that are even more amplified within my joy. There are no, there is no choice that I can make that is like destined, predestined in the stars. Like, I just don't believe that. Can I hear your take on that? Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you the way that, so from the astrology side of it, there's always been this kind of old school way to look at it, which back in like the day when astrology was created back in like the Mesopotamia area and like astrology is thousands of years old. It's very old and it's always evolved, but there's a level to it that's always stayed the same, which is the um, empowerment part of it. And I think what's happened more with modern astrology is the placements, because we have what we consider like, you know, your more positive or like more beneficial placements. And then you have ones that people in the past would call your malefic or like bad placements. I don't like that terminology. I like to think of it as this may be where not only is it maybe a bit challenging, but I think also too with great, you know, to quote Uncle Ben, it's like with great responsibility inversely, with great responsibility comes great power. And this is where a lot of people can attain a lot of power in not only themselves, but also in their relationships. And I mean power in a way of like owning your power. I don't mean in a control manipulative way. This is all about you and your highest evolved self. That's all it is to me. And I love to look at astrology through that way too. I don't like the idea of it being, you know, oh, you have X planet and X sign, you're screwed for life. No, I, it's never about that because there's a lot of people, we all do have our own challenges in this life. And that's just true for every human being. And astrology, you know, human design, those reflect that. Um, but what your idea is in this life is, and astrology believes in many lives, I'll just kind of put that out there. Um, astrology believes that every life is a chance for you to elevate yourself as a soul. You're going to get higher and higher in terms of what you learn and how you become and who you be, who you turn into. And like, it's just, a, it's an elevation tool. A hundred percent. I, and that's kind of why I think, and for those who are looking into astrology and like expanding their knowledge on the chart, I find it this way is if you are looking up like something on the internet or a teacher or whatever, if the teacher feels like a warm hug, that's a good sign. If the teacher feels like a scolding parent, that's probably not your teacher. And that's where you're going to find that kind of old school versus new school mindset. You know, like the old school is very fatalistic. The new school is very like, no, this is an empowerment tool. You can a hundred percent own who you are and that is all good. So I love that. I'm so happy to hear that on your end. So, mm -hmm. 
my overall intention for this reading, and I encourage any woman who decides to ever get her astrology reading or her human design reading or anything, really use the intention of how can I use this to feel better today? Mm. How, so I, um, you and I were going back and forth. I'm getting a little off topic, but I actually <laughs> a manifestation queen deck, and you and I were talking together about that process way back when. Mm. And, um, you know, when I pull a card every morning or if any woman has any type of deck, you know, you pull a card, your overall intention should always be, how can I feel better today? How can I have more fun today? When I pull this card, how can this card make me feel so much fucking more excited about the life that I'm creating today? Because, like, literally, I feel like if you go into anything with that intention, like, how fun is your life going to be? Your life is going to be just, like, a just giant fucking epic rainbow. And you're just going to be walking around like a unicorn with a, a rainbow shooting out your ass. And it's going to be awesome, right? So I, I feel like I had to openly say, okay, my overall intention for this read is to learn how I can have more fun today. How can I have more fun throughout the rest of my life, knowing that these epic aspects of my chart are mine and mine alone. Exactly. Cool. All right. Awesome. So then I guess we get started. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to let you kind of lead. Cause I don't know. I really only am like basic. I'm educated in the basic like zodiacs. Like I know I'm Leo. I know I'm like very showy and like, <laughs> that's it. That's all I really know. <laughs> Glowy and showy. That's a Leo for sure. Um, so I'll start with um, what I consider as like, if you're going to start as a baby astrology junkie or just even a baby astrologer or whatever, um, what I consider the three big ones, and those are going to be easy things for you to study and look into and understand. And those to me are like the three basic major tenets of your personality. There's a lot more to it, obviously. I've been studying this for years, so I'm like knee deep, but this will just give people a good place to jump off of. So we'll start with first is the sun sign. And again, this is the one everybody knows because everyone knows about the sun. If you don't know about the sun, I don't know what rock you're living under, but it's a great, <laughs> it's a great time. But like, so the sun is, again, it changes places every, every month or so. And again, that's the one we know. So for you, you're obviously a Leo. Again, the Leo and the beautiful thing about the sun placement in Leo is the is Leo is ruled by the sun. So this is a this is what we call a native placement, meaning because Leo is naturally ruled by the sun and the sun is in Leo, they're just they're just harmonizing all day, you know. And the sun is about how you show up in this world like you're just your vibrancy the right the rays of sunshine and light you radiate into the world just like it's really about the best place you can like look into as far as how to go about just existing day to day it's a really good placement for that so for leo um with the sun being in leo leo again is um all about um being the leader of the pack about being um, a showman about and these are all like really positive wonderful things about being you know out there and creative leos are about love and romance and the joy and you know just the just the happiness of life like leos to me are just like some of the most fun people on this planet i love leos <laughs> um I love i'm loving this so much right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I have like four best friends that are Leos. Like I get along with Leos, like no, no joke. They're my favorite. Um, 
And so Leo, the, the really the gift that comes with the Leo is you really do have the ability to get out there and like put yourself out there and be so well received and attract not only like a following, but people who really just want to be around your energy. And therefore that gives you power to then use that energy for good. So meaning then you can say, okay, I'm attracting these people. I'm bringing these people into my life. What can I do? Where does my purpose lie in terms of creating, you know, something to give back to the world? You know, because I'm a big believer that it is all about gifting and giving to the world. And what is my, what are my gifts and how do I bring them out? And then that, it's just a cycle. You know what I mean? The giving and the receiving, that's all it is. So yeah, that's the sun in Leo. That's, um, that to yeah. me, I mean, as much as I know about astrology, that yeah. feels right. Like I know I'm a Leo. Yeah. I feel like I'm very loud. I'm very like yeah. I feel like I have a cause, and I feel like I'm supposed to just like help people and share it with them, and just like kind of like I'm. I feel like I'm always in the energy of like, come on, guys, come on, let's go, yeah. let's, let's yeah. do this. And yeah. you know, when you, when you say that, I feel like okay, well, that's like part of my Leo. Mm -hmm. This is definitely very you, and then the way that again you continue to express and like magnify that is look into the positive as aspects of leo because each sign i think of each sign as almost like an archetype you know it's a personality that's what it is that's what our archetype is and there's always going to be more evolved qualities and then qualities that require opportunity for evolving so if you're looking to say okay how can i continue to show up in the world better and better look into the positive elements of Leo that you really should like lean into and rise up into and then say, okay, I also accept and look into the more challenging aspects of Leo and say, okay, what can I do to heal this? You know, and then that's also comes into like the positive, you know, the, the dark and the light, the light and the shadow self. And I think those are very integral, you know, parts and, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of by any means. It's never a point of, like you say, the, the darkness, it's all just, okay being at peace with yourself in all ways and then showing that lightness out to the world in the most evolved sense. Hey gorgeous, I wanted to hop on real quick and tell you about a new program that I actually started implementing in my business. Now, if you've been following along on Instagram, you'll have noticed that I started actually creating new sparkle collage artworks for some amazing babes. And as soon as I started receiving requests for these sparkle collage art pieces, I knew that I had to find a way to keep all of my gorgeous clients organized. And so I knew about this program called Honeybook, and I thought maybe I should look into that. I did. And I'm so happy I did because honestly, I have now invoiced, contracted, and created some amazing pieces of artwork with an amazing workflow that was really presented to me through HoneyBook. And I'm so, so, so excited. And honestly, as soon as I finished these clients, their work, once I handed over the artwork, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, seriously, like anybody who's running any type of business, I don't care if it's a photography business. I don't care if it like is any type of service or even a coaching business. I thought, you know, this is a program that needs to be implemented 
I've had a handful of businesses in my past and there's nothing worse than not being organized. So the idea of having all of your clients organized, having workflows, having a place to easily click one button, send a brochure, or to send a proposal with an invoice and contracts and payment plans and to have a follow-up system, all of this in a little mini robot where you don't even have to think about it. All you have to focus on is what you're passionate about and current Currently, for me, that's creating art and new collage art pieces. So I figured, you know what? I have to share this with my girls because I've created a platform to help all of you babes. I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs here. So my loves, whether you're starting a coaching business or whether you're starting any type of service business, to have your clients organized and to give them a flawless workflow. I'm not kidding you, flawless workflow. It only just makes the whole entire experience with your business so much more pleasurable for them and for you. So I highly recommend just checking out HoneyBook. I actually have a link for you. If you use this link, you'll get 20% off of your first year using HoneyBook, which is really awesome. Um, I did not have this link when I signed up and I wish that I did. So I'm gifting this to you, my loves. If you scroll down below the link in this podcast, you'll see it there. Or if you just type in sashadanielle.co slash HoneyBook, that's H-O-N-E-Y-B-O-O-K, you'll see there a link that will take you over to my little um, referral link. You'll get 20% off your first year and they have a seven day trial so you can try it out and see if you like it that's what I did I wanted to see if I liked it before I ever invested and oh my god literally within like three days booking my first few clients I was like thank god I started organizing and having these beautiful workflows set in place before my business really takes off when it comes to my artwork because I want all my clients just feeling so supported and taken care of and the best part about HoneyBook is that I don't have to log into my email. I don't know about you, but like logging into your email when you're working with clients, for me, it is so nerve wracking because there's so many advertisements and so much like crap in my email that I have to go through. And with HoneyBook, I log in every morning and I'm receiving everything that I need to receive from my clients. So I'm not getting distracted with advertisements. I'm not getting distracted with newsletters. I'm logging in and I'm taking care of my clients and I'm creating my artwork and I'm serving them and giving them everything that they have requested and desire. That, my loves, is my little gift to you. So again, just head over to sashadanielle.co slash honeybook, H-O-N-E-Y-B-O-O-K, or scroll down below this podcast um, and you'll see a link there for you. But other than that, let's get back to this. This amazing episode. So this is bringing up a really interesting topic that I am really excited to talk about. Um, mm. So I don't know anything about astrology. I know <laughs> a hell of a lot about human design, and I also yeah. know that all of us were created from the divine, which is a like beautiful thing. So if the divine created me, right? This is like my my theory behind it. If the divine created me, that means that all parts of me are perfect. Like mm-hmm. if, exactly. if we were created, if we were put into this body and all of these cells were morphed and created so that we can sit here in this life and, you know, revel in the beauty that's around us, then every single part within my chart, within my human design chart, within my personality, within my beliefs, within my um, desires, within my thought patterns, they're all perfect, right? 
Um, I feel like I have to say that in human design, and this is, I want to get your take on this, how you said sure. there's a, there's a part that like a positive or negative or lighter or dark. Mm -hmm. I see it as positive, positive. So mm -hmm. for instance, in my human design chart, in my throat chakra, so mm -hmm. I do not have a, um, a full uh, energy center, like within my throat, it's, an, it's an open center. Okay. Um, which means what's the positive? My gift is that I get to have really strong opinions and I get to be really loud for other people. Mm -hmm. So I get to talk about other people and, and how, you know, they can feel better or, you know, speak up for people or speak for a cause. Um, now the, I guess maybe the, um, you called it like the, the, the you know, light or dark, or, you know, I call it like, it's my positive is that I feel good. Like I am in alignment when I'm not necessarily talking about myself because I'm not here. I wasn't put here to talk about myself. Mm -hmm. Nowhere is it the Sasha show everywhere in my chart. It's about, I'm here to show up as a leader to help those people who I can speak for. And for me, I see that as my positive, positive. So like, does that, how does that feel for you? That makes sense. Um, the way that I see it is like, everything is, um, I think everything is gifted to you. So it's all pieces of growth and the way that like, you know, being able to see the the light aspects of your chart and also being able to love and forgive um, the maybe more challenging and darker parts of your life and again it's not in a way that's again not empowering it's more just the fact that you know there's going to be like you know aspects of your life that are maybe you know a little bit dif more difficult to move through but it's learning how to take those tools and say like okay I, you know, like you always say, like, I love, accept and forgive myself entirely and learning how to say, okay, what does that look like in terms of my, and again, we're using the sun sign as example in terms of my expression, how do I love and accept and forgive myself in everything that I do in the way that I express in the way that I show up to the universe and my energy, like, how can I just give that love that I give myself and that forgiveness and love I give myself to everybody else. And that's when it look, goes into like, okay, well, sun sign you're a Leo, you do that in a Leo way. So in a very like, again, and it makes sense that you do what you do, because you are on you're on the internet, you're very active, you have a vocal audience, like, it makes sense that you have the people here, who are coming to you for that vocalization. Because you're, sh you're showing up, you are being the leader, you're stepping into that role. And that's like the most, one of the most positive expressions of that. So yeah, I always, again, I always preface a little bit of that, just because you know, we again, we have like light and dark sides, but it's not a scary thing. It's never a negative. It's never a bad. It's not a admonishing. It's more just how do we evolve and become greater as human beings to be better for everybody else, you know, to be better in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like too, so and I, maybe I'm jumping around, but like <laughs> okay. through my own process of like, okay, so I keep bringing up my human design chart because I'm, I think one of my intentions too for this this episode is to really see how human design and astrology are similar and how to see them like they're different principles but like how to kind of I don't know all how I know is human design yeah so I'm kind of like okay how can I like bounce this off so, um so the way that I see the way the human design and um, astrology interlink 
is that I see um, astrology, I mean, it's a little bit older than human design, but I see human design as the wonderful, like, um, like the, the, the toolbox, basically. So I mean, it's all toolboxes, but I see astrology as the story of you. And then I see um, human design as this is the story of you. And also here are the practical steps you can take that actually are able to help you move forward in the in the um, in the physical world, because I think astrology can be a lot very up here and very like up here for a lot of people. It's hard to take all that information and then convert it into action and convert it into words or whatever that may be. But I think human design takes what astrology already touches on and says, okay, now you know all this about yourself. What are, what are your action steps? You know, how do you show up in the world physically? How do you, you know, physically meaning like, how do you show up like to your work? How do you show up with your friends, with your significant other, with your family? Like it's very, like they're very tied and they're, I think they're a wonderful compliment for sure. I think if you study one, you should absolutely study the other. If you study this, you should study that. Like they just, yeah, they definitely like love to, you know, work with each other. So well, I, I hope that helps. Love that. I love that. Well, the other thing that I wanted to um, say too, and how I, this, I keep coming back to the, the light and dark aspects. So mm -hmm. um, how I shared that I have a open throat chakra. So mm -hmm. uh, according to the human design practice, I'm not here to speak about myself. I'm here mm -hmm. to speak loudly for the people around me. Mm -hmm. um, and interestingly enough, I've noticed, so in this spiritual world, you'll hear a lot of like, get into alignment or, you know, you're out of alignment. Mm -hmm. When you're in alignment, you feel good. Life is moving. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. manifestations are coming. It feels good. So what I've noticed about myself is that when I am speaking about myself, so when I am utilizing my throat chakra in the wrong way, when mm -hmm. I am finding myself in a, and I would say maybe very Leo state where I'm like, look at me, look at me, it's about me. It's about me. Like I, cause we all experience the not self theme. We all experience mm -hmm. the non-aligned version of ourselves. Yeah. I can feel how wrong it feels inside. Like it actually exactly. feels like I'm out of alignment. Like there's no other way to put it. So I'm wondering is when you're reading my sun sign um, or my chart, is it the same way? Like, Sasha, yeah. when you aren't showing up as that fierce warrior leader, showing yeah. up like the sun, you are out of alignment. Like when you are dimming your shine, mm. when you're, you know, climbing into your cave and feeling like I have nothing to bring to the world. When I get into that place of like, I don't have an important message or I don't have an important cause to me, what you're saying is my not self theme, my unaligned state, according to astrology is when I get into that place, but I feel best when I'm loud and I'm showing up on the internet and I'm saying, guys, I have a cause, come follow me, come follow me. That is my ultimate aligned version of myself. Mm -hmm. I agree. So actually I was um, also looking at, cause different planets will be in the signs, but they'll also be in houses, which I won't try to go too deep into this cause it's, it's, it may be confusing to the audience, but just using this example, just the sun sign in Leo, Every planet's in a house. A house is like an area of life, basically, um, that it corresponds with the astrology. So for you, your sun sign being in Leo is in the seventh house. So that is all about the seventh house is literally all about other people. It's seven, literally seven's it's, one of my angel numbers. Yeah, it's yeah, and you actually also have you have a lot of seven house seventh house placements. But again, we'll, we'll we won't get too deep into that because it might get confusing. But what that means is again, the highest expression of your sun as the leader 
in Leo is in the seventh house, which is again, gifting to other people. The seventh house is all about partnership, about justice, about, um, you know, the other. It's never about the self. It's always about what can I give? What can I, you know, give unto people? It's not quite as large as humanity. It's more just like that interpersonal relationship. What can I give to my friends? What can I give to my audience? What can I give to my family? What can I give to my immediate community? And then therefore that then is magnified with social media out to the world in a holistic sense. So again, if you're going with the, with the self theme and the, you know, of your sun sign in Leo in the seventh, that is a hundred percent. No, it, it, it definitely makes sense because you are literally being a leader and a voice and an advocate for other people and speaking for other people. So it a hundred percent makes sense. <laughs> and that is so cool. And that's like exactly what human de design says about my throat is that I'm here to speak loudly, but I'm here to speak for others. And mm -hmm. so it's interesting, like, in astrology, you're saying that's my positive and my sun sun sign, mm -hmm. and then in human design, that's like mapped out within the actual body graph and how that vocalizes in my throat. So mm -hmm. that is so cool. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. I'm like I'm loving okay. this so much. Okay. So then we'll talk about the two other points that I would say are the more um, that are also the big pieces of the pie with your um, chart and starting to dive into it. So it's we're okay. gonna talk about the moon. And the rising or ascendant. So rising and ascendant are the same language. So I'm just going to use the rising, but it is the same language if anybody has any questions about that. Um, so the moon sign. So if you think about the sun, the sun is, again, you know, it's out there. It's big and bright. It's always shining. The moon is more um, washy. It more changes. It's more about your emotional, your inner world, your private self. And it's basically kind of like who you are when you're, you're at your most comfortable and you're most like at home because the moon rules cancer, which is about home, which is about emotional ties, which is about foundation. It's just, it's a very homey, like loving mothery sign because the moon also rules over mothers. Um, so your moon is an Aries. So what that means, so Aries, I'm a sun sign Aries, but my moon is in a different placement, which for you, your sun is in Leo, but your moon is in Aries. So it, again, it's, it's the archetype of Aries of the moon planet. So maybe a good way to explain this is thinking about planetary placements as the actor and the sign they're in as the role. So meaning you, Sasha, your emotional self, your emotional actor, the moon, was given the role of Aries in this life. So she's got to approach the way she does, um, she approaches her emotions from an Aries standpoint. And Aries um, in that position is about being a leader with emotions, meaning maybe being a leader of your of, again, it's another leader sign because Aries is, is the first sign of the Zodiac. It is the go, go, go. It is like, a, it's a warrior. It's out there to fight. So it also tells me you are an emotional warrior for your people. You're an emotional warrior for the people around you, for the, you know, you, you fight hard for the people that you love. That's what it says to me is you're a battler for those people and not in a negative way. It's more just like you will, you will a hundred percent stick up for somebody you know, in a moment that they need their help, you will come to their rescue. You know, that's what that's. <laughs> Does that? And it's funny too because your moon is in the third, which the third is about social media. Is about um, is in the third house. Is about social media. Is about siblings. Is about immediate community, like social friend groups. So again, you're a warrior with your emotions for your people in your social groups. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> 
<laughs> do I have you read? <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so the best and the best thing about moon and Aries and the way to kind of approach it and even elevate that is to think like, okay, how can I continue to show up as a leader? And those are always the questions, you know, when you're looking to study aspects of your chart, so meaning placements, I always think of it, ask yourself a question, you know? So for example, the Aries being all about leadership, pioneering innovation, think how can I show up more emotionally as the innovator, show up emotionally as the pioneer, as this, which again, makes sense for what you do because you're, again, you're pioneering you know, a way to show up emotionally to your audience and to your immediate friend group and your social circle and your community. So again, it's all, it all makes sense <laughs> considering again, I know what you do. So <laughs> this, this is crazy. So the correlation that I, I'm seeing between human design and astrology with this part, let me know what your thoughts on this. I feel like those aspects of being a projector of like showing up and like being recognized and like having a gift to share with the world mm -hmm. like when you're saying that with about emotions and the aries i see that as like aspects and traits of the projector and like mm -hmm. i don't know does that make sense to i you? i would agree i think it, how i see it as this is your way to own your projectorness so meaning i'll give i'll give an example your moon is in Aries, my moon is in Capricorn. We're both projectors, right? But our moons are in different placements. So what this means is we're both projectors, but we own the projectorship in a different way. So for you, with your moon in, in such a pioneering leadership sign, it's for you to continue to put your emotions out there, to continue to lead with your emotion and be out there with your emotion and be a pioneer and an innovator with your emotions. Because my moon is in Capricorn. Capricorn is more about um, stability. It's very, um, it's very, it's a little bit more closed off of a sign, um, but it's very, um, how to explain? it's very security based. So for me, for my projectedness is like, I show up um, emotionally from a sense of security. So that means to me, okay, if I'm feeling, you know, that not self theme of bitterness or of or feeling uncertainty or any of the insecurities that come with being a projector, I look to my moon sign and think, okay, how would a highly evolved Capricorn act? She would look into her security. She would make sure her four walls are good. She would make sure her money is good. She'd make sure her job is good because those are things about Capricorn that are important. And that's going to make my emotional body feel better. So for you, it's again, moon and Aries, it's okay, if I'm feeling my not self theme of bitterness, how do I show up differently? I look to my moon and Aries, I think, okay, well, how do I continue to show up as a leader? How do I continue to put my emotions out there and show up as a leader in that aspect? So again, it, it, I look at it as like the not self theme and the insecurities and things like that. If you're having those moments, look to your moon sign, because your moon sign is here to heal you. She's here to guide you through those emotions and take you and be like, yeah, it's all okay. This is how you can continue to develop yourself and get into your and get into yourself and own who you are. You know. Okay, so <laughs> let me recap and make sure that I heard you clearly because I, I don't want to like leave feeling like maybe I, I misheard something. So okay. what you're saying is that one of my big positives in life is <laughs> to own my emotions. That's what you're mm -hmm. saying. Yeah. To like, because I, I feel very passionate about certain topics. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'm a fucking crazy person because I'm like, 
I have so much emotion inside of me. And then that yeah. Leo sun sign comes out and I'm like, let's go, like, let's run, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and it can feel sometimes like when I'm in my not self theme or when my I'm unaligned, I'm hardcore doubting those aspects of myself because yeah. not everybody works that way. Not everybody is born to show up in that way. And not everybody is here to feel the way I do. And so like when you say that those are my two like sun and moon signs, mm -hmm. for me, I just feel like that gives me so much more permission to mm -hmm. just own me and it's like not question it because this is me and I feel good when I get you guys know I get passionate about a topic and then I run with it and I just like sometimes I doubt that and like to hear this it gives me permission to no longer doubt that about myself yeah that's a hundred percent what I'm saying is you you interpreted it so perfectly is that is a hundred percent it this is basically telling you, Sasha, you're not crazy. You can 100% show up as a leader with your emotions, have your emotions, be passionate about those, and give them to the world, and show up as a leader in every sense of the word. So it is 100% giving you permission. Like, Sasha, you're good. You're not crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so in love right now. Like, <laughs> my, my insides are, like, tingling. I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So then the next part that I'm going to talk about, the final in like the trio is the ascendant or the rising. And again, I'm going to refer to it as the rising sign. So the okay. rising is dependent on the time of birth, which is why a time of birth is so important in an astrology reading. Because you can look up the planet placements in the sign, but in terms of determining the house placements in your rising sign, which is technically the first house, you would need your birth time. So this would be something, you know, ask your mom for your birth certificate or whatever. Um, so the ascendant sign has everything to do with your initial projection onto this earth, like kind of how you just show up, like maybe as a person, like just to meet, just if I was just meeting a stranger on the street, I'm probably going to see their rising sign before I see their sun sign, because that's like their projection onto the earth. That's kind of the, I don't want to say mask in a negative way. It's more of just like the, it's the, um, loving encasement that they put around themselves to go into the world and, go forward in that way if that makes sense um so okay so your rising is in capricorn which i talked a little bit about capricorn with my moon sign and again capricorn is more capricorn i think of as the um he is a because it's a it's more of a i think of more of a masculine sign because it's ruled by saturn it's a very like security based like it's a very um it's a sign that's based around security, around feeling good about, you know, your um, immediate surroundings. So I think of it as your ascendant to me, it indicates that when you show up to people immediately, like, and you don't know them very well, um, you are looking for that security in the conversation. You're looking for that security in feeling welcomed and feeling seen. And you may be a little bit shy at first and that's totally okay. Um, but once, you know, I feel like you kind of break that shyness is again, when that sun sign comes roaring through and it's like, okay, I feel good now. I can talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is blowing my mind because it's almost like this deep, the profiles within human design, mm -hmm. I'm a two, four and the two is like ultra shy. And then the four is like the people's person, like the bold, like, yep. like 
the Capricorn almost is like how I show up in human design mm-hmm. as the two. And then I work my, myself into the four with people. Exactly. Like people see me, mm-hmm. um, like they may see me a little closed off, but as soon as like we begin conversation, I'm very like, yeah, exactly. I see it too as like the ascendant is the, especially in the Capricorn position is very analytical. Like you're taking in the, like the Capricorn is all about strategy. And again, all in a positive way, all about strategy, all about analytics, sometimes even numbers. Like this to me says that when you take your environment in, a new environment in, you're analyzing the situation. You're seeing everything for what it is and you're taking notes mentally. You're just like, like just really like, figuring out where you're going to feel more comfortable to let yourself go and open up. So, yeah. And then I that's, feel like that's, I feel like that holds characteristics of a projector too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause projectors, we are created to analyze, mm-hmm. like to analyze yeah. either a situation or a, you know, a passion or like a certain subject. Like that's what we're created for. And then we, you know, create, from what we see there, does that, yeah, how does that feel for you? I would say that that's accurate. What I say, what I would say that makes it um, unique to the person. So again, we'll use you and I as an example, which is perfect because we're both projectors, but our ascendant signs are different. Our rising signs are different. I'm a Gemini rising, you're Capricorn rising, where that is maybe different in terms of our expression as a projector is that again, you maybe approach a situation a little bit more shy, a little bit more analytical. Maybe you need to step away for a minute and just kind of see things a little bit more before you really dive in. Whereas me as a projector, you know, again, wanting to be recognized and invited in, I, being a Gemini um, rising, I am very like chitter chatter. Like I want everybody to feel like socialized, welcome, like, you know, I'm all about the chatting. And then that's how I am able to obtain my invite into the situation. So in a way, your rising is almost how do you obtain the invite into a situation? You know, how do you better, you know, get offered and get opened up into a situation because again with a projector you have to wait for that invitation you have to be seen you have to be recognized so that the ascendant i would almost say is that placement of okay well how do i work into that invitation and not again not in a manipulative way but how do i show up and how do i enter a new environment and have the best chance of being seen recognized heard so what you're saying is okay so my rising is capricorn Mm -hmm. And that means that I love to analyze things. Very much. Or I like hardcore dive in. Exactly. And express myself. And that, I mean, that feels really right for me because that's literally everything in life. I'm always like analyzing it. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. But the thing too is that you have working with you in a positive element is again, you have that Leo sun and that Aries moon. So you're naturally going to attract things to you as a leader, which again, it's not to say that if you don't have those placements, not good, not good. It's more just to say that there's a lot of peace that you can have with that Capricorn ascendant, because some people may say like, oh, I don't want to be shy, but there's nothing wrong with being a little analytical. There's nothing wrong with taking the environment in because what that's going to make you is observant. What that's going to make you is wise because Capricorn is all about is it is also rules time and aging and wisdom and Capricorns if you have any Capricorn placement that's where you're the wisest 
that's where you have the most to give in terms of insight and intellect. So when you are an ascendant as a Capricorn, you are seeing things from a very like new perspective and you're able to take all that information in and then use your Leo sun and your Aries moon and express that out to your audience and be like, these are my observations. Based on all the time I've spent dissecting this whole thing, this is what I see. Yeah. And that's, again, I'm sorry to keep doing it, but I just okay. keep it, like, that's the, the human design projector because if you are a projector, you are here to analyze, you're here to own, own a specific, you know, structure or a talent or whatever, and you see it uniquely in a way that others don't. And that's how you, you know, people recognize you for that uniqueness yeah. because you did, you did analyze it in this very unique way. Um, so yeah, when you say that, I'm like, yeah, like it's crazy to see the similarities between these two yeah. like processes. Mm -hmm. And I would even venture to say that I feel because you know how projectors are kind of newer on the scene. We've only been here since like I think 17. I don't know the exact date. You probably I think it's 1781. Know. I think. Um, I would also venture to say that a good amount of projectors do have some of those Capricornian influences. Because Again, Capricorn is all, and it again, Capricorn at the in the chart at all can influence you in a variety of ways. So, and again, that's all up to personal research. But I would venture to think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are projectors that have a good amount of Capricorn in their chart, or you have a little bit of that like dissecting type of quality. Maybe even some Scorpio, because Scorpio is also very observant, dissecting, um, particular, um, and those are. To me, like, I love Capricorn and Scorpio. I feel like they get such a bad rap because they're, like, awesomely dissecting powerful signs. So, yeah, that's also me, like, putting a, putting a PSA out there of, like, don't hate on the Caps and the Scorpios. <laughs> they're awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I, I really love all of this. I mean, it all feels, it feels really good. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yay. All right. So then what I want to get into really quickly, because we talked a bit about wanting to learn more about purpose and career and like showing up into the public, right? So I want to talk about a couple placements that if people are like, okay, I need more clarity on my purpose in this life. I need more clarity on what even to do with what's my purpose? What do I do? These are placements you can look at. And then also it'll help you become more into that. And I think it'll also help you own that because when I started looking into some of my placements at first, I was like, I don't, this doesn't, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Cause it's almost kind of like, this is the thing that I wanted or the thing that I've wanted to own for so long, but I've never given myself permission to own it much as I feel like you probably see with um, human design where people feel like they can't own it because they've been told not to own it. Right. So this, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So these placements are going to be placements of ownership where you're like, yeah, I can 100% step into my power and give out to the world. So I'm going to go with And this was, the, this was the original intention that I had set for the call, right? This yes. reading is supposed to empower you when mm -hmm. you get your chart read. It's to empower you to make better fucking choices that feel even better, right? And that's like what I'm hearing from you. So yes, exactly. let's do it. Yeah. So there's two placements to me that indicate um, like purpose and where you have the opportunity to evolve and come into your power in this lifetime. So there is the North Node and what we call the Midheaven, or it's also where the sign is in the 10th house. Okay. So I'll give a tiny bit of an explanation of both. So the North Node refers to nodes of the moon. So if you have the moon, right, 
not making a circle, but it's a circle. <laughs> you have the North Node, which is the North Pole of the moon. Then you have the South Node, which is the South Pole. And as the moon goes around the Earth, it will change nodes. So they're always opposite of each other. And this is a good place to study where you have where you're coming from as a soul and where you're going as a soul. So, um, for example, your North Node is in Capricorn which means your south node has to be in Cancer. They can only be diametrically placed, if that makes sense. Like they're always the opposite sign according to where the north node is placed. And then you'll know where your south node is. So for me, mine is an Aquarius. Therefore, my south node has to be in Leo. Okay. So how to explain this and how you can work it and um, transcend with it is the south node. Think of it as the, I would say it's like the, um, the role that an actor has played a million times that you're just like, I, if Tom, if, you know, if, if Tom Cruise is in another action movie one more time, like I'm going to blow my mind, like, because he's done the same role every single time. But the North node is your soul's way of saying, okay, what's that Oscar winning role that I could get that is so out of left field that's going to make me, that's going to win me accolades. It's going to win me glory. That's going to like give me ownership of myself and my power. So thinking of it in terms of like with the signs is South node with your South node in cancer. That means that the soul's default setting is to be a little bit more shy and a little bit more closed up and clammed up. Cause think of also the crab. That's the, and that's the signifier of the cancer is the crab. It's a little bit more closed off. It's shy with its claws. It can get a little bit, a little bit bitey and a little bit defensive where you can then say, okay, well, how do I transcend that and actually come to my soul's highest purpose? Okay. Let's look to Capricorn. That's the opposite. That's your North node and your North node for some people may feel again, like it's, it's the ownership of it. It's, it's getting to the place where you can say, yeah, like I'll give an example. So my, again, my North node is an Aquarius. Aquarius has a lot to do with um, the internet and a lot to do with humanity and giving back in like a large scale way. So I've always wanted to teach. I've always wanted to educate and give information and give stuff over the internet on a massive scale. And, that was something I was always afraid of because I never felt like I could be that person. But once I started studying my North node and saying, you know what, my North node's in this placement, I can a hundred percent own that. Like I can a hundred percent step into that. And the more that I step into that, the more that the universe shows up and said, yes, you're owning this. We're going to respond in kind and say, you're owning this. We want to continue to show you this is what you're supposed to own. So for you, with your North Node in Capricorn, Capricorn is about, um, again, is about structure, is about, um, in its highest evolved element, Capricorn is a boss. Like, Capricorn is a boss lady. She is all about owning her business. She is all about having good investments. She's all about investing to help other people, you know, whatever that looks like. She's all, also all about um, public persona because it's a very much a public, it's even a house, sorry, it's even a placement that has a bit to do with fame um, in like a public persona. So it's very much a, a very like, it, it, it amplifies what you're already doing, which is that you are in a placement now where you can 100% be a boss lady, you know, invest for your clients, 
do all this stuff. Like you're in a good place. That's what I'm saying. You're honoring your North Node in a lot of good ways. <laughs> I'm literally dying. So this morning I just wrapped up editing the first episode of Queen TV for Manifestation <laughs> Monday. And like, I literally was like, did I ever think that one day I would have this like stupid little TV show to like help people? And then you're saying here, like my North node is Capricorn, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's all of those qualities. Yeah. It's just, it's insane to me. Like, so what I'm getting from this is yes, Sasha, I am so fucking aligned. Like, yeah. Because I follow my joy. I follow my passion. Exactly. And everything in my chart is like, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. And it just feels so good. Yeah. And the thing too, is the way that you can kind of start to delineate the feelings around it, because I think feelings like you talk about feeling good. I agree with you hundred percent. That I think is what we're here to do is just feel good and just be in joy, you know, all the time. And where you can start to understand the difference between, well, what does a South node feel like? And what does a North node feel like? South node feels like kind of a little homey, but safe. Whereas North Node, it, it'll scare you a little bit because it is different and it's what you want the most in this world, but it's also going to feel again, like a warm hug. It's going to feel like, yes, if I just step into this and just own it, this is going to be like the thing, this is going to be my destiny. And that's what it is. So, so if, the South Node is Cancer. Is that mm -hmm. that's what you said, right? Okay. Yeah. So what that means again, is you can fall into patterns of being a little bit closed off of maybe sometimes being a bit defensive, a little bit sensitive and a little bit touchy. Um, but what that is asking you to then do is say, okay, I'm going to transcend my South node because my mission on this earth at this lifetime is to transcend those habits and to enter a period where I'm entering into my Capricornian, into my Capricornian traits. You know, again, all signs are diametrically opposed to be like almost mirror opposites of each other, like yin and yang, literally. If you study it that way, it's it's insane. You'll learn so much. And that's that's this in human design. It's the same with the profiles. Your first number in your profile and your second number in your profile are polar opposite. Mm -hmm. um, and like, so I, I'm kind of getting it as like, because the two is very closed off, very much like they call the two is the hermit. And like, I'm hearing like the crab, like mm -hmm. it's, it's good to go in the cave. It's good to, you know, get, get lost in my art, get lost in whatever I'm working on, whatever that is for a two. And then the four is the people's person out in the public networking, networking, networking. It's all about like just meeting new people and those people loving on me and me loving on them and feeling the need to create something for them because I love them so much. Mm -hmm. And like in human design, it's the two, four, like the profiles are, this is your personality and mm -hmm. you know, it can feel, you can really lay into your not self theme or, you know, uh, the unaligned state of yourself. If you're too much in the two or if you're too much in the four and the beauty is to mm -hmm. be both. So exactly. I get to be a crab. I get to go be a hermit. I get to mm -hmm. go into my cave. I get to work on whatever it is that I'm working on. But then I also have to honor my four. So I have to get out in my network. So I have to be with my people and I have to, you know, love on my people and be seen by my people. And if I'm not honoring both, there is no balance. Mm -hmm. And that's like most of my life I've been in the two, like growing up, most of us start in the first, like the first number of our profile. And then we can slowly learn about our second number. And then throughout the rest of our life, we can balance between both. Yeah. So like when I hear you talk about the North and the South and it's like, 
I see that in human design. It's like the same thing, but it's just, it's different lingo. It's like really cool. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And you mentioned a good point, which is the balancing of the two. Cause I think that you can also still learn a lot from your South node, not just your North node, but your South node. Cause I feel like some people take the South node as like, Oh, I have to avoid this part of my personality at all costs. And then no. I believe that it's honoring the more highly evolved traits of that South node. So for being cancer, cancer is all about, loving energy you know almost a mothering energy and just a really like warm-hearted soul that is so about the home and you know your feelings and just really it's just a super like again if you want to study how to be um like i guess a you know working on your destiny from both sides study the positive aspects of your south node so the cancer for you and study the positive evolved aspects of capricorn your north node which is your destiny. And this is your home base that you can fall into. But again, if you honor those like highly evolved qualities. So yeah, I agree. I love that so much. This is so much fun. Yay. Okay. So then I'm going to talk about one more placement in terms of figuring out your um, destiny and then real Hey guys, I think we went over our one hour time slot. So Sarah, if you are there, come on in. And let's play because I think we're only allowed one hour. There you are, love. Here, come on, come on in. There our one hour mark. So I apologize for anybody who was watching. That's crazy that we reached the hour, but I'm. But it, it felt like such an awesome conversation, and I was just like, oh my god. When it went off, I was like, no, I was ready to like have all this. It's okay. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay. So what I was saying is that you're going to geek out because your North node is in the 12th house. Now, if you know anything about the 12th house, you're going to like die. The 12th house, okay. again, this is, this is, this is where your North node is best expressed in the area of life. And the 12th house has everything to do with spirituality, compassionate love, unconditional love, like just, it's a heavily spiritual, spiritual house. So, Wait, that's, so, so that's my north node? So your north node is in Capricorn in the house of the 12th, meaning um, that wow. is where, that's the area of life that your north node is best expressed is in the house of spirituality and compassionate and like all this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally dying. Yeah. That is, I mean, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, again, it all makes sense. So you are a hundred percent like living your destiny. So yeah. Oh my God. This is like so much fun. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the thing is, is like, I've never read my astrology chart. This is the first time we're doing my astrology chart and it proves an epic point. If you live a life where you follow your bliss and you follow your joy, mm -hmm. you will live your destiny. You will mm -hmm. like, do all the things you're supposed to be doing because it feels good to you. I didn't choose to have a spiritual business. I didn't choose to have a business that empowers women or inspires women because my chart said blank, blank, blank. No, this is actually really fucking awesome to hear. Like, yeah, I'm doing it right. And like, there's mm -hmm. some cool like aspects in the stars that are like, yeah, girl, keep going. <laughs> yep. It's literally the most confirming. Um, so wow. then 
the last part I'm going to talk about in terms of figuring out purpose and destiny and um, where to, you know, where you want to achieve. Um, so this, so the North Node, like I said, is like spiritual destiny. And that can translate obviously out into the public because we're, you know, souls having a human experience. So we are in the physical realm. Um, now where, if you want to talk about you know, money and like business and career and those very like physical aspects, you mm -hmm. look to what we call the mid heaven. It's also synonymous with the 10th house. So again, I'll explain this just a hot second. So there is the wheel, right, of astrology, right? And then when you're born at the time you're born, you'll have, again, your rising sign. And once your rising sign is hit in that position for you as Capricorn, it determines every other house placement after that. So each house, which again is an area of life, refers to like a physical area of life. Think of like the actor on the stage. It's the stage he's playing on. Um, that um, then all has different signs in it, which again is, a, is an activation energy in that area. So meaning for you, again, with the 10th house, the 10th house is all about your physical career, your 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 public persona um, on again it's a very physical thing so it's good to in this placement to look at like money and like investments and things like that but what it then has to do with career is also then like ownership in terms of like your I'm trying to explain this really good um like ownership of yourself in the physical sphere meaning how do you like not only, you know, because the North Node is a lot about spiritual, the 10th house is more about like the physical sphere. So it's the here and now, it's what I can touch in my hands, it's what I can speak out loud, it's what is really just happening in the day to day. So your 10th placement, your midheaven is in uh, Scorpio. Now Scorpio, again, and I always say this, I don't think there's a bad sign in the bunch. I think they all have their beautiful elements to it. I think Scorpios get a really bad rap. Um, what is the deal with Scorpios? Scorpios are powerful. Like any placement that has Scorpio in it or like a Pluto placement, because Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, is a place of power. Like they are powerful, magnetic people. And Scorpio is all about, um, and again, I'm gonna say these things and this is just kind of what it's about, but I'll explain the um, higher evolved elements of it. Scorpio is about sexuality. Scorpio is about, um, is about transformation. Is it, it even touches a little bit on death, but again, I'll address that in just a second. Um, and other people's money, um, other people, um, intimate, intimate relationships. So where I mean that Scorpio, I think it's a bad rap is because people hear the thing death and they're just like, oh my God, it's never a physical death. Scorpio is never about physical death. It is about death of ego, death of the darker side, death of the not self theme. If you know, if we're talking about um, uh, human design. Um, so it is about the death of that darker side, of that scared side, of that really like not owning yourself side and tr doing a big transformation into who you are and owning that 100%. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is making sense quite yet. Um, but what that means in the 10th house placement is that your job in your career and how the universe is then going to pay you in physical rewards, not just in like the spiritual rewards, because the 10th house deals a lot with like, like physical transactional things, um, is that when you show up and you own your power and you transform, and you constantly become like the phoenix and you and you know you die a little part of yourself and you rise again and you die and you rise up again the scorpio is such a phoenix energy that's how you're going to then have um uh evolution 
and um, elevation in your career, your physical realm, your money, your investments, things like that, if that makes sense. I mean, that feels like the story of my life. Like, it mm -hmm. feels like I've died a million deaths. Mm -hmm. Like, if we're going to get really spiritual and woo-woo here, it feels as if, and I think, but again, because I, I'm having my own experience, it's easy to think that my experience is similar to others. And what I'm learning is that our, all of our experiences are very different. Mm -hmm. um, but for my own spiritual experience, experience, it's felt, it has felt like I've lived a million lives already in this lifetime. It feels like I was born and then I had to be, you know, torn down, whatever, and then reborn again and then die and then reborn again. And mm -hmm. again, like I said, I, I felt like for a long time that is like, it's kind of the spiritual process. It's, it's how we all elevate because a part of our ego always has to like, well, and after learning human design, I don't even like using the word ego because ego is actually a really good thing, but yeah. our learning to release our not self things, learn, theme, learning to release the things that just no longer make us happy. But your explanation of like the Phoenix rising and dying and like, I'm just like, that's been like my whole life. Like, mm -hmm. but isn't that a normal experience for all people? So where that can, where that maybe differs for you, because again, the mid heaven placement has to do with career and physical career and yours being in Scorpio. So again, I'll use me as an example. My mid heaven's in Aquarius. So what that means for me is yes, there's a constant dying and rebirth, but what that means for me in a different sense is it's the constant um, evolution because Aquarius is an innovative sign. Aquarius is like the innovator, um, different from Aries a little bit. Aries is like a, is a go forward and innovate at all costs. Aquarius is like very intellectual, is all up here, um, is very connected to technology, is very connected to humanity, to social causes, to revolution, to upheaval. So basically it's like a bucking of the system. So how I and how I have, you know, again, died many times in terms of my um, career is that I've constantly innovated. I've bucked the system. I've up leveled, I've upheaved. Like I've literally just taken the rug and constantly pulled it out from under myself all the time. And so then what that means for you in terms of a Scorpio placement in that house in the mid heaven is that it, it can feel very emotional, the dying process, because what can happen to a Scorpio energy as well in like the slightly less evolved side is a little bit of a tightness, is a little bit of a holding on to, you know, energy. It's like saying, but I've put so much work into this one thing. Why isn't this my thing? But the Scorpio side of, but the evolved side of Scorpio in the 10th house is saying, Sasha, feel the emotions let yourself die and come out and be rebirthed and it's okay. So it's saying that you may sometimes have a little bit of a holding on to like old things or you have, and not to say you do currently, but that just that that's where it's maybe expressed differently. So maybe if somebody had like a mid heaven in like, um, in like a Leo, for example, we'll throw up Leo. That's more of like a die and rebirth of like presentation. I'm hoping this is starting to make a little bit more sense. It is. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, and be, it's interesting because, well, two things. It's really interesting because I have had my entrepreneurial journey has literally 
born and then died and then born and then died and then born and then died. Like, it's like, I've gone through so many transitions with my entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. um, and like, when you say like that, that's like the Phoenix energy and you're saying it's in the 10th house, which is all physical transactions, money. I often doubt myself and wonder like, what is so wrong with you? Like, why can't you just like pick one thing and just like stick with it? Like, why do I always feel like I'm always evolving in my evolution in my business? Like, yeah. like, and that has been a huge, heavy weighted doubt that I, that always takes me into my unaligned self. It always takes me out of my happy place. Um, and then I just, so the second thing is, that those in human design who have the combination of two, four, so if you are a two, four, what they say is the two fours will never be able to explain what they do. They just, they, they, what they say in human design is that they never can really see themselves. They're always just doing what they do and it's beautiful. And when they try to explain themselves, mm -hmm. it can like throw them out. So mm -hmm. I'm seeing in the human design realm and then within astrology, the, how these two really correlate. They got somebody who's a two four on the on the chat. Oh, oh my goodness, that is so cool. Yeah. I'm a two four. That's so cool. There's so much two fours are epic. Like I'm gonna I right, like I'm epic, you're epic, it's amazing. But like Sarah, tell me like how do you see that relationship? Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. So how I interpret it is the you know, the way that your two, four is expressed, like you said, is that if you try to explain yourself is kind of when you undo yourself, right? Yeah. So yes. um, the way that Scorpio then can relate in the 10th house is how to then not undo yourself is that Scorpio also, and this might kind of blow your mind a little bit, Scorpio is also the sign of secrets and, you know, that which is hidden and not saying have secrets, hide everything. No, no, no. It's more of a, it's more of like, if you should never have, it's like, it's like a, a leader, like a leader should never have to explain how they got there. They should just lead. You should never have to explain yourself. Scorpio is basically the energy of also a leader, but a leader that doesn't have to explain themselves. They're just like, no, I'm just here. I own this power and I give it back and I'm, I'm concerned with um, the giving of to other people, but I don't have to explain why I'm here because I absolutely own that. And this is just who I am. And I'm going to let those parts of myself that have died, just let them die. Like, I don't have to explain why the dying happened because the dying happened and I'm rising up and I rose up again. And, and that's that, it. That just feels so good because yeah. with astrology, like, I feel like I'm always having to explain myself in business. I always, I always feel like I have to say like, Hey guys, I know I'm doing this new thing, but you know, let me explain how I got here. And like, you should still follow along. And that feels so wrong for me, but I, I, that's like my insecurity showing up, but then yeah. in human design, it's the same thing. It's not truly being able to see myself. That's just using like a different lingo. I'm yeah. always feeling like I have to explain myself. I have to tell people like, you know, so that, that just feels so good. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Um, so then I guess, should we open it up for questions? Did you have questions? Like how are we feeling? Yeah, I feel amazing. I mean, if, if anybody that's listening has any questions, please do comment away. I mean, Sarah's here, obviously she'll answer anything. 
Um, and also for anybody who is listening to the podcast episode, if you do have questions for Sarah, um, Sarah, where, I know we're not finished yet, but for those who are listening on the podcast, how can they ask you questions specifically about astrology? So um, I do have um, an account that does do astrology um, and it's called um, celestial.settings. So C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L dot settings s-e-t-t-i-n-g-s um that's a place you can ask me you can also i'm i don't know i'm very personable you can also literally just dm me on my on my main account sarah jinkies underscore m-u-a i'm I'm very like wherever you want to ask me it doesn't matter to me or even if like email is a more comfortable place for you i would recommend my my business account so it's sarah s-a-r-a j-e-n-k-i-n-s and then the letters m-u-a at gmail.com so again I, i'm extremely personable i try to make myself like available to everybody <laughs> I love that. yeah okay i got here when you're talking about midheaven how does this translate to taurus midheaven who i which i think is the opposite of scorpio Ooh, okay i love this yeah that is actually the opposite of scorpio so good call on that um so again it, thinking of the midheaven with it being Oh, thank you. Oh my God. So sweet. Um, so thinking about the midheaven again, in the t- it's the 10th house. Again, it's about career. It's about physical um, trappings of this earth related to your career, your public persona, fame, whatnot. So Taurus, again, thinking of it at the opposite energy of Scorpio. And, you know, that's basically saying Taurus is all about security. Also very similar to Scorpio, but it's about security of self. Where Scorpio is about security of like kind of other people's money, other people's dealings, inner intimate relationships. Taurus is almost the inverse of that, where it's like, I need security in myself. Like I need to take care of my body. I need to take care of my money. I need to take care of my physical world around me. Like I need to take care of my home. Those are the big things when it comes to Taurus Midheaven. So what that could mean, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> so what that could mean is if you're seeking, um, if you're seeking fulfillment in your career, if you're seeking fulfillment in the place of, um, you know, those placements with a Taurus Midheaven, it's maybe saying, okay, well, how do you give that security you have in yourself? And then, then you're able to be a better person to other people because you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. And this was true for everybody, but with the Taurus Midheaven, this is saying, girl, this has to be your first priority every single day. What am I eating? What am I spending my money on? How am I saving my money? How am I taking care of my home and making my home? Because Taurus is also a super lush, sensual sign. Like sexuality is Scorpio, sensuality is Taurus. And they're both, they both have their positive elements to it. With that in mind, with the Taurus being so sensual and Venus ruled, it's really, it's honoring that like feminine, lush environment. Like thinking in just the most beautiful, like I think of a Midsummer Night's Dream when I think of Taurus. It's just such a beautiful, lush environment. And just it's, yeah, that's what I think of. So again, it's honoring those lush environments and that self-care is like the most important for you to be able to get back in your career. And I will say too, only because you had mentioned that you are a reflector. Um, I mean, somebody who is a reflector, you, like your environment is so important. I mean, you literally become your environment. So you're saying like, 
take care of yourself. Like Literally. it really represents a reflector all in all, because if you are putting yourself in environments, whether it's people, situations, money, like whatever, that's not feeling good for you. Like shit, it is not going to go well. I mean, for all of us really, but like, especially reflectors. Especially reflectors. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like reflectors, they have those open, those open centers. Right. So they take in everything, everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. their superpower. That that's is their superpower. Oh, yay. Yay. I'm so glad this was resonating. Okay. I would love to see if anybody else has any other questions. Like seriously, ask away. Like I'm, I'm an open book. I'll be able to help you with that. But. So, um, wait, sensual, sexual, great way to see the axis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'll kind actually, of explain. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just said, like, I'll kind of explain that a little bit for people because I think that those can get, um, oh, girl, like, if you have questions, ask them. Like, I'm all about, like, it, like don't feel like you're hogging the space. But in terms of, like, sensuality and sexuality, I also think in terms of, like, the chakras. So sensuality is very, like, heart chakra it's very like emotion based sexuality is very sacral chakra it's very um it can also fuel creativity so that's kind of how you can tap into those energies a little bit the heart chakra is also creative those are both just two creative energies sacral you know sexual energy is more like aggressive and is more like go-getter whereas that sensual heart chakra energy is more receptive and is more like flow if that makes any sense uh <laughs> Good. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy. So yeah. And then, um, so then I guess I wonder too, oh, another placement that I could talk about while we're waiting on a question, um, that also has to do with destiny and like, um, showing up in the universe is the Jupiter placement. So let me explain. So Jupiter is like, he's like, I'm going to say this. He's like the sugar daddy of the zodiac like he wants to gift you everything he wants to just shower you in love affection money like just throw things at you like he just wants to gift you so what you can do in terms of studying how to best show up in the world is to study your jupiter placement so for you your jupiter is in leo which is funny because like again your sun <laughs> sign is in leo and it's literally saying you're gonna have the best outcome in this world if you show up as a Leo and you constantly give that leadership, dynamic, creative, loving energy. Oh, okay. Let's see in my, there's a retrograde. How can you, how can this show up? Okay. So retrogrades, I feel also get a very bad rap. Again, I feel like there's a lot of, um, some sticky energy around some of this stuff. Cause I think sometimes people take things and they, you know, maybe hold on to it in terms of the negative qualities. There's always a positive element to everything, even things that feel a little sticky or challenging. So retrogrades, and a planet is in retrograde in your chart, that means obviously at the time and the day you were born, that planet was retrograding. So it was making that motion of retrograde through whatever sign that was. So what that means to me is that this is more of an internal battle. So maybe not battle is the right word, but of an internal journey. So meaning, let's say, you know, we'll throw Mercury retrograde because that's one that comes around often and people know very well. Um, when Mercury goes into retrograde, people freak out because it's like, oh, communications are down, tech is down, blah, blah, blah. It's not quite that. I mean, it definitely does affect it because Mercury rules over those parts of the world. What also, um, what that means to me also is, okay, this is my time 
to go internal because Mercury has everything to do with my thoughts, has everything to do with my speech, and has everything to do with my mental processes. So it's very up here. So then what that means, if like there's a retrograde in your chart is saying like, okay, you not only have this energy that you project out and that's what you work with, but you can also take it in. So I'll use yours as an example, Sasha. So your Mercury is in Virgo. So with that just expression right there, that means your mental thoughts are very Virgoing. So Virgo meaning very analytical, like incredibly analytical. Virgos are great at like just analyzing the shit out of everything. Excuse me, I'm sorry, excuse my friend. <laughs> they're good at analyzing everything to a particular detail. They're meticulous, they're wonderful at that. Um, they're also around like health and around daily routines and work and workload and body. They're very much around that. Um, now, if your Mercury was let's say in retrograde, what that means is your um, mental processes tend to be like more Virgo, but they're like, you sometimes tend to turn them inward and tend to think like, I'm not looking at the world in a Virgo way. I'm looking at myself in a Virgo way. I'm thinking of myself in a Virgo way. I'm talking about myself in a Virgo way. And what that means then is it's more just a call. That's where you need more self-love. That's more just a call to where maybe you need a little bit more of like a warm hug around yourself and you should. And again, I don't, I, from what I saw in your chart, I don't think your Mercury is in retrograde, but I'm using an example. That's where you would say like, okay, maybe instead of turning those negative, maybe potentially like overreactive, like uh, meticulous thoughts on myself, maybe I then turn those thoughts into positive things. And I say, okay, Sasha, what's great about me? I am, you know, I've got a vivacious energy. I'm sweet. I'm caring. I'm all these wonderful things. So retrogrades to me, again, it turns that energy inward and it makes it about a journey of self-love and self-discovery. So I'm wondering then, um, I'm sorry, your profile name, Thoughts of Reflector. I'm wondering what the planet is in your chart that's retrograde, because that might help me then decipher how to um, how to best give you that info and advice. But if you have it, cool. If you don't, no big deal. Um, but I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? I mean, obviously, again, I, your Mercury's not in retrograde, Sasha, but does this make sense to you in terms of the way I'm explaining it? So I guess I don't, I don't really know... Can you explain the Virgo part? Because I'm not very educated in that. So you're saying your thought process is very Virgo. Very, very analytical. So with, um, so Virgo, which Virgo was actually ruled by Mercury. So this is a pop, this is a very um, native placement for that. So what that means is the Virgo is, again, all about, is the analyzer. They're the ones who are, you know, Capricorns analyze, um, Virgos analyze times 10. Like Virgos are very analytical. Like they are perfectionists. Um, they are meticulous. They are efficient. They are all about efficiency. You know, if it's not bettering my body, if it's not bettering my health, if it's not bettering my workflow, if it's not bettering my daily routine, I want nothing to do with it, basically. That's like the highest expression of Virgo. Virgos are very meticulous and um, uh, what's a good word for that? Disciplined. Very disciplined and very like, you know, like um, deciphering. Like they won't allow things in their space that don't make them better, basically at the highest expression. So for you with your Mercury and Virgo, that's you also work on not allowing thoughts into your space that are going to cause negativity that aren't bettering you. You're not going to allow conversation to enter your space that's not bettering you. You're not going to allow, um, you know, words that you say out loud or people say to you that don't better you. 
you know, you have a very, you have a, you have a gateway. You're like, this has to grow me or it's not happening. Yep. <laughs> That's basically yeah. who I am. Yep. <laughs> Does this feel good? Yes. If it doesn't, bye-bye. See you yep. later. Like, mm -hmm. cut and dry. Yep. Literally. Okay. That's awesome. so funny. Cool. She says, this makes sense. I'll be back. Gotta look at my placements. Awesome. Yay. I'm so glad that this is, like, making sense and it's coming across. Because I think astrology can feel a little overwhelming because there's a lot to it. But, again, it's once you start breaking it down, it's where you can really begin to start um, growing and going on yourself journey you know on your on your self-discovery journey so yeah i mean honestly the only reason why i never had my astrology chart read is because it did sound overwhelming it did just mm -hmm. sound like it was too much like mm -hmm. what am i going to do with this information and i think it's really fucking awesome to see how astrology and human design they are there's a lot of similarities but i feel like because you and i both know about the the basics of human design well right like basics yeah. of one, yeah. one or another mm. for us to be able to talk about both i think it's just like so cool to see how like i don't know they're like they're they, they complement each other so well like mm -hmm. what you said about scorpio in my 10th house actually gave me a little bit more permission to own my human design 2-4 profile mm -hmm. because that like just in human design alone the two four profile is like, what do you mean? I'm never going to be able to see myself like that to me was a very like, I don't like that. That's the Virgo. Like you said in my Mercury, that's not empowering me. I don't like that. Like what is yeah. happening? And then to hear you say, okay, you have Scorpio in your 10th house. So you're never going to have, you shouldn't ever explain yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what human design says. But as somebody who's like, you know, trying to only speak a positive lingo i don't know for some reason what you said it just it hit me really well so i really like that cool yay and then she said her chiron and jupiter are retrograde um and it's jupiter first house do you know what the sign is for jupiter do you know what that sign is because that would also be helpful but i could tell you a little bit about that um i'll actually touch a hot minute on chiron if we i don't know how much time do we have how are we doing so, I I have a phone call at two thirty. It's okay. two oh seven. Okay. So as long as I have five minutes to prep for that call, so we could do ten minutes. I'd say we could do ten minutes and call. It. Okay, cool. Leo. Okay, so Jupiter Ooh. in Leo in the first house, which again, her Jupiter. Oh no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Her Jupiter in Leo in the first house to me says again. Let's take out the retrograde. Let's just analyze it from that element. So the first house is just yourself. It's your body. It's your physical appearance. It's how it's literally just you as a, as a person in the world. Um, Jupiter is the expansive, you know, loving planet of the Zodiac in Leo says you are, Oh, Virgo. Okay. Um, so then Virgo, again, being that more analytical energy says that the universe is going to show up to you when you are um, also very much a gatekeeper of yourself. And this has to do with, to me, what this interprets to me is maybe what you eat is, um, you know, where you take yourself physically, like meaning, um, are you in an environment? Again, it goes back to environment, which is so crazy because it's all reflector things like, because your physical body, if your physical body's in a bad environment and that's all first house stuff, 
you're not going to have a good time is what I'm saying. So what it's saying is Jupiter and the universe is going to show up to you when you treat your body and you treat your environment. And like, you're just immediate self with the most love and care. And with that being in retrograde, that's just, again, more of like, this is going to be something you really need to focus on internally and more of a self-love journey. So it's more about kind of just owning the fact that you can be so picky about who you're around, what you do, what you eat, how you exercise, you know, how you move your body, how you adorn it. You can be so picky about that. And the universe is like, cool, I honor that. I'm good with that. And that ultimately is the power of a reflector, knowing that she is a reflector, knowing that she has to create an environment that is fucking perfect for her. That makes her just so happy because if she's not, it ain't gonna go good. It yep. ain't gonna go good at all. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be a total shit show tornado. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a great time when she's thoughtful. I know, right? <laughs> Is her hair flip, like, more real? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to lastly touch on Chiron, since she mentioned it. And I will touch on it a little bit, because this is another planet. If you're looking for, um, oh, wait, a Jupiter exactly conjunct Uranus and Sag in the second. I think it means be weird and <laughs> 100%. So lightly touching on that, when there's a conjunct, which again, this is kind of a little bit of a astrology lingo, conjunction is when planets sit on top of each other and they magnify each other. They're just like, boom, we're going to work together. We're going to make this happen. Um, so Uranus, again, is a, is a planet that rules Aquarius, which is about bucking the system revolution, social justice, you know, computers, technology, social media. And then in the second house, that's all about money. That's literally about your possessions and your, um, and just like your four walls, basically. So what that means is the universe will show up for you when you continue to buck the system. And then in Sag, because that's also an important part of this, Sag, Sagittarius is a planet, um, sorry, a sign about um, higher education, about evolution of your mind about seeking truth it's like the the traveler of the zodiac he just wants to get out there and just like see everything and take everything in and learn what's the truth what am i here for what am i doing the belief system so it's saying the more that you continue to honor um your higher learning your higher seeking and continue to innovate and buck the system whatever that system is for you that's going to be beneficial in your money house. So you may see greater returns for that. And that could also then mean you're going to go out there and like change the world basically, because you're seeking the truth. You're bucking the system in your money house. So the universe is going to say, okay, do this. We're going to reward you. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense, Kayla? <laughs> this is so exciting. I'm like, yeah. I'm having so much fun learning about this. Mm -hmm. And then, oh my God. Yay. Oh my gosh. Yay. I hope that helps. Um, yeah. So like I said, a good, and I'll kind of end it on this. Um, I don't think I'll have time to get into Chiron right now, but I do want to kind of leave the audience with how do I then, if I want to study my astrology a little bit with, in conjunction with my human design, how do I do that? Because again, it can feel very intimidating. So how to do that. And this is what I would say is I would definitely get your whole chart. So make sure you have your birth time, make sure your birth, like everything's accurate to a T, right? Because that can really change the chart based on the birth time, the placement, whatever. Um, so get your birth chart, get where placements are. So meaning get all that information right in front of you 
Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Um, get that information in front of you and then start picking placements and just study that one thing. So don't feel like you have to eat the whole elephant in one bite, take a nibble at a time. So meaning let's say, you know, let's say Sasha, maybe you were like, okay, I want to learn how I can, you know, maybe, you know, revolutionize the world. So then you're like, okay, I'm going to study my Uranus. I'm going to study my Uranus placement and I'm going to study, okay, well, what's the sign? And for you it's Capricorn and it's in the 12th house, which is in the sign of spirituality as we know. So it means you are an innovator in, and you are meticulous and studious in the world of spirituality and you buck the system in that way. So if you're like, I want to understand my freedom, that's what you would study. And I would say, take it slow, study one placement like a week or two. And again, when you're looking up where to study the information, if it feels like a warm hug, it's for you. If it feels like a scolding parent, like I said earlier, that's not your messenger. That's not your teacher because it should not feel like detrimental, should not feel hard, should not feel confined. It should feel expanding. It should feel loving. It should feel joyful. So yeah. And a note on that too. So I don't know um, for all of the girls who are listening on the podcast, if you have been watching my Instagram stories, I've kind of been letting the girls in on this TV show that I'm filming. Mm -hmm. And I share it right now because you said, you know, take a part of your chart and learn it bit by bit by bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like, so what's going to be, I'm going to be releasing on Monday, Queen TV. And I feel like that's going to be a really fun little resource that anybody can utilize. Mm -hmm. If human design, if they feel called to learn their human design, to go in and really process one little part of their chart, mm -hmm. one little part of their process and really like have fun with it. So um, I really like how you said, follow the, you know, places that feel good, that feel like a warm hug, because there, there are, when it comes to the spiritual world, there's some crazy shit out there. There's yeah. some crazy people out there. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm just going to be very open and honest with, with you. And when it, like, that's why Sarah, when, when you and I talked about doing the chart reading, I was like, yes, I feel good with you. I adore your energy. Like, I can tell that you really love this. You're really passionate about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like, I, I hope that if anybody does feel very interested to learn about astrology, that they do book a session with you. I really, that is my, my hopes there. And also really I'm empowering all of the babes to be excited for Mondays because I'm literally bringing a free resource that is going to help you digest the little tiny, tiny, tiny baby pieces of your human design chart to help you just have more fun and more joy and more flow in your life. So mm -hmm. That was perfect. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you again so, so much for having me on this. Like, you're a blessing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Girlfriend, I I, <laughs> I really am having the time of my life right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad that I have to, I have another call scheduled, but okay. this, this was so much fun. I think this was a good bite-sized piece mm -hmm. for all of the babes on Instagram and on the podcast. Um, so again, if you guys do want your astrology reading, if you have any questions for Sarah, um, find her at, can you give the, the account that you have for astrology or whichever account you want? Um, so I'll get both of them. Um, cause my astrology, um, account, I started during a Mercury retrograde, which if there is one thing, don't start anything during Mercury retrograde, by the way. I feel like um, I lost my mind during this past Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde. It was like, like it I literally was, yeah. went bonkers. It was hard on a lot of people. So yeah, you're not you're not 
alone in that. It was um, a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the account that I use for astrology, but again, you can contact me on both. I'll spell it out. It's at celestial.setting. So C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L period um, S-E-T-T-I-N-G-S. And that's where I'm at for my astrology. But again, you can follow me on my regular account, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A, and then uh, J-I-N-K-I-E-S underscore the letters M-U-A. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, girlfriend, thank you so much. This was beyond, beyond, beyond helpful. I learned so much. And you have a lot of talent. You have a lot of knowledge when it comes to astrology. Um, I really hope to learn more about astrology mm-hmm. through your your vocal cords. I want to see yeah. it wherever on your Instagram or whatever, because I, I think yeah. there's a lot of a lot of love to bring to the world. I think too, if we'd ever want to go on again and just do some questions, I'd be down for that too. Whatever, whatever's in the whatever's in the cards. Absolutely. I mean, if you want, we could do a fun human designery too. That would be fun. Oh, that would be oh god, that would be fun. Okay. There's a lot. There's there's a lot we can do. We've got a lot of ideas. I'm so excited. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, everybody who watched, I just want to give you the biggest virtual hug right now. Mm-hmm. We're all in a bizarre, crazy time. We're all, most of us are quarantined at home. What I want to really remind you is that all is going to be well, okay? All is going to be good. The light always reveals itself. So if you are sitting in quarantine, if you're bored as heck, I just want you to know that this is your gifted time to pursue your passions, right? This is your gifted time to just reflect in and have fun and go play out in the sun and just connect back to who you really are. Um, I really felt the need to just say that, like we're being gifted this time to like release all the crap and we get to just like play with ourselves again right now, play with our souls, play with like all that feels good. So maybe this inspires you to go and research your astrology design. Maybe this inspires you to, you know, go play with your human design or whatever. But I'm giving you the biggest hug ever. I love you so, so, so much. And I'll see you for the next episode. I'll see you on Monday for Manifestation Monday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Cool. Thanks again for having me. It was such a pleasure, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Bye, Sarah. See you. Bye.